Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week's episode is going to be about all things toxic in nature. I don't know how. I think Sierra's the one that came up with the concept for this episode and we did. did separate planning. So I'm excited to see what you have planned because I also just planned my stuff out. Um, but basically the premise of this episode is that there are a lot of things that can be toxic in nature. So I kind of categorize my things into different categories. So toxic relationships, including family relationships with yourself, things like that. And then I also have categories for toxic positivity, toxic productivity, um, toxic masculinity, and then also a little bit on toxic femininity, Mm. if I said that appropriately. Because after I searched some stuff for like toxic masculinity, I was like, there has to be like an opposite, right? So I only found it fair to talk about both a little bit and so that's Mm -hmm. what i have that's roughly like i have mostly stuff related to the relationship side of things which i feel like is what people most commonly talk about when they're referencing um things that tend to be toxic i also did include a section about like toxic environments such as like workplaces or like the school environment perfect so maybe we can kind of have a little bit of different things that we cover yeah and i'm sure Um, i can jump in when you talk about stuff from my own experience and my own opinions and you can do the same before we do that we are going to share our weekly spotlights with you guys so my weekly spotlight was yesterday we got to hang out with some friends again for the first time since like last semester and it was fun we were going to go ice skating at the mall but then we got there and it was just like the line was ridiculously long and none of us wanted to ice skate that bad bad. so um we just ended up going back to um an apartment and doing a puzzle for a little bit and then just hanging out otherwise we got dinner yeah and, and trying to a new, new restaurant, restaurant so which, honestly um it's funny because megan and i are the only ones like within that group of people that we hang out with that were at iowa for undergrad and so when we we're talking about places that we should eat they're like oh like you guys have probably been to way more places than we have like where should we go and megan and I was like, like you're overestimating don't i haven't gone to that many restaurants i am someone here. that likes the same thing over and over if I know I like a place so like the amount of restaurants I've been to in Iowa City is very few slash some of my favorite restaurants are like chain restaurants so what does that yeah. say about me I don't know probably it not good don't things. take <laughs> yeah. my advice for where to eat yeah I but it was a good place it was and it was called Stella's if you are in the Iowa City Melrose, and I have like burgers are great like can't really go wrong but like it was an especially good burger and the fries were good mm-hmm. so it was a nice experience yeah that was also like pretty much my weekly spotlight i feel like you know it was a good first week of classes we have a vlog posted um if you want to watch how our first week went it's our last first week of classes ever i feel like i mess that up every time i try and say it but whatever um and also um Haley's birthday is coming up so when we were at the mall when we were going to go ice skating and megan and i stayed back for a little bit while everyone went to the apartment um so we could shop for Haley's birthday present and Haley, i think Actually, you'll have gotten it. Yeah, you'll have gotten it by the time you listen to this. So hopefully you'll like it. If you don't, then 
I'll just get you this new stuff. This episode goes up on Haley's birthday, so quick happy birthday yeah, shout happy out birthday. to Haley, if you're listening. She will be. She listens when she's at work. Um, but yeah, we're going to go to a restaurant Wednesday night, so the day before her birthday, which will be nice. Wednesday's a long day, though, so it's going to be I know. She suggested Wednesday, and I was like, day. okay. Okay. Well, then we'll it'll just make it so that I can't do anything Wednesday. Pretty much. Just give myself an excuse. I'd rather do that than do school stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. so it's no skin off my back. <clears throat> okay. Let's see. How to start the episode. I feel like let's get into the bread and butter of it all and let's get into like the relationship side of things you honestly might have more planned but i'll jump in when i can i mean i don't know if i do or don't have more planned um i think for toxic relationships let's start off with the most basic the romantic kind or like with your significant other i think this can also apply um to any sort of like situationship or like someone that you're interested in or talking to and not necessarily exclusively dating. In fact, I think in those situations, it might be even like more of a sign that there could be some toxicity going on if it's not just like a clean cut, like, oh, we're just talking before dating. It's like being prolonged and dragged out. I agree. I have some common traits just of I do toxic too. people. I have, so not for toxic people, but I have like for... um relationships or like things that you should look out for if you're in a relationship or talking to someone or whatever to maybe clue you in on whether or not you could be with someone who is toxic or in a toxic relationship because I think that something that is important to kind of differentiate is if a specific person is toxic or if you and a specific person are toxic for each other because there can be you know a good person and like but you guys together just like do not fit well and like the relationship itself can be toxic but both people can be decent people so things that I have to admit I found these online because I haven't really been in a toxic relationship without being in a relationship how can there be yeah a toxic relationship um so things to look out for is that you feel like you're like giving everything in that relationship but your partner is like not giving anything to you or like they're just like taking everything you have to give but like you're not getting anything in return there's no reciprocation yeah so like a very one-sided relationship um another thing is that there's a lack of trust within your relationship if you feel the need to always know where they're at what they're doing who they're texting or like talking to i think you have to sort that out with like is it a you issue or like a them issue because you might have had an experience in the past where like Maybe you had a partner who, like, cheated on you or something, and that could make you, like, just inherently, like, distrustful of people because you thought you could trust someone in the past, and now you're like, well, I thought I could, but now I know I can't. And so I think that's something you have to be open about with a potential partner of, like, I'm not trying to, like, put this on you of, like, oh, like, I can't trust you, but, like, it's hard for me to unlearn when, like, I thought I could trust someone in the past, and now I can't. And so, but then you have to say, okay, is that me? Like, the answer, or, like, the example that I just gave or is this someone who, like, you've been with, they've given you reasons to be mistrustful of them. Like, oh, like, you've seen him talking to other girls. Like, you've seen him follow other girls, like, on social media. You've seen him, like, texting or Snapchatting people that, like, you wish he wouldn't. That's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, that's on them or him or her or whatever. So, something to watch out for there. Um, judgment. If you feel like your partner is constantly judging what you look like, what you're saying, what you're wearing what you're doing um 
it's obviously like good to have your partner's input on like how they like what they think you're doing or like it's good to like receive feedback you know but there's a difference between feedback and judgment and if they're just like doing all the time one of the things that i have too which is pretty much related is just like making critical comments all the time and whether or not you're asking for their opinion like it's just always them judging what you're doing or you're not doing enough or you're not good enough or like projecting onto you like what they want you to be and like you're like that's not who I am like I think that even in the best relationships you can probably like get into a bad habit of like like who you want your partner to be even if it's like they're very close but like oh like my partner like should do x y or z but like that person just like doesn't then like you need to learn how to stop projecting that image on them just be like sorry like that's not who I'm dating like I'm dating this person and they're the way that they are another one that I found was narcissism that can be obviously very detrimental to a relationship if you're with someone who is constantly absorbed in like themselves and their best interests and not thinking about how they can like best help you and like better you as a person I think it's related partly to like the whole give and take part of relationship I would imagine a narcissist is very much like take 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 and they're not willing to give at all in the relationship so another one that I have is like someone that this was stuff I found from an article so I didn't come up with this terminology but like an emotional loose cannon so someone that just like doesn't know how to control their emotions and when they um I just think it makes fights more prevalent and like large outbursts more prevalent and those are never like good situations to be in um and they're often I think worse too if you're in a relationship with someone where it's like there's one person who's always doing like the emotional outburst and it's not like both people at the same level it's like one person getting mad being like the dominant one and the other person's just like taking it mm-hmm. going back on what you said with like two people being emotional I think like that can also be very toxic because if you're both like just emotional and like going at each other all the time I would imagine that that would be very draining in a relationship but also like there's just some people who are like so like all in and like they're passionate about like when they're fighting they're passionate about like when they are like apologizing and stuff like they're just all in with their emotions I feel like I mean one I'm not like an emotion like overly emotional person like in any direction like I feel like in any sense I'm like relatively like pretty even keel with everything I'm not like hot-headed when I'm angry I'm not like super upset and like bawling when I'm sad so I'm just like not that kind of person so maybe like in my mind I'm like that seems like it'd be exhausting um something else was uh mutual avoidance if you and your partner like it could be like one-sided or like if both of you're kind of like mutually avoiding each other I get like really surprised I guess when I see like on TikToks this is usually people talking about people they've broken up with but like them they use the audio where it's like the Taylor Swift song where it's like oh my god she's insane and it's like their boyfriend when she wants to like FaceTime him for an hour like every week and it's just like I can't imagine dating someone and like not wanting to talk to them or like see them or be with them like I'm not even like obviously like to an extent you don't want to like be with them all the time but like these are talking about like people who are like long distance and they like wanted to FaceTime their boyfriend for like an hour a week and it's like seems like a pretty reasonable request I would imagine so if you're with someone who seems to just like always kind of push you to the side of like oh like not tonight like oh like I just don't want to do anything like I have someone else that I want to hang out with like different friends that like they want to hang out with I would kind of like raise the red flag a little bit and be like he doesn't the person I'm dating doesn't want to spend time with me that's kind of you know not ideal 
I feel like when you first mentioned mutual avoidance, I thought you were going to be talking about, like, people who, like, if they're in a disagreement or upset at each other, like, none of them, like, neither of them want to come together to, like, form a solution. Like, they're just, like, avoiding each other instead, and then Mm -hmm. that just leads to lack of communication and then continuing the disagreement until one person, I guess, caves and says, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel like, going off that, I agree with what you're saying of, like, that can be a bad thing, too. I think especially, like, you know there's people that date and they're like, oh, like, we never fight and, like, we never argue. And then all of a sudden, like, they break up and you're like, I thought you guys, like, never fought. Like, what was the issue? And I feel like if they do fall into that pattern of, like, they, like, don't ever, like, want to confront one another about any issue they're facing. They're like, oh, like, it's not that big of a deal. And they just kind of, like, veer off until it, like, potentially arises again. But then they're like, oh, like, we could talk about this, but I don't really want to. Like, it's just going to be a bigger issue than it is. So I'm just going to avoid it again. And then... All of a sudden, I feel like too much time has passed, and you're like, well, we're not going to, like, make changes to, like, you know, this has been, like, an issue, quote-unquote, for however long, like, however many years or months or whatever you've been seeing someone, and, like, I think at that point, you'd both have, like, been comfortable enough in the relationship, like, doing what you're doing, that neither of you would be willing to change or compromise, and so at that point, it's probably just easier to end the relationship, when if you would have just addressed things earlier on, you could have implemented, like, small, minor changes to whatever the issue was, and you could have, like, maybe dealt with, like, quote-unquote conflict, but, like, you have to deal with, like, conflict's not always bad. Like, conflict is how you, like, determine the best course of action for the future, so you can potentially, hopefully, avoid future conflict. Yeah. I have a couple others that, again, aren't relationship-specific, but someone that seeks control and always wants to be the one in charge, and then I also have This was an interesting one, I thought. Um, Like, people that overshare or just, like, talk about things that you, like, didn't ask about or, like, they tell you things that, like, kind of make you uncomfortable because you're like, is that any of Mm -hmm. my business? And, like, they just, like, spew information to you and you're like, um, what do I do with this information? Or, like, someone who puts, like, the onus on you for, like, how Mm -hmm. they're feeling. Like, I feel like some people are like, oh, like, I'm just so, like, a lot of people, not, like, a lot of people. But in some cases, people, like, blame, like, their mental health, like, on their significant other of, like, oh, like, you're being, like, mean to me and, like, you know, bombarding me with, like, X, Y, Z. Like, if they have any, like, mental illness, they're, like, you're making it, like, so bad right now. And then it makes a situation where your partner can't, like, confront you about, like, any issues they might be having with you or, like, within their relationship without you, like, turning it back on them and being, like, oh, well, like, you're making, like, my mental health, like, way worse. Like, don't even talk to me about that. Mm -hmm. and so and it's like it's not your partner's responsibility to like make you feel secure in yourself or like feel happy like obviously if they do help you like do those things good but like it's within it's each person's own responsibility to like make themselves like a complete whole person i like that other things i have um they lie and or they gaslight you Ooh, gaslighting i didn't write that down but that is a good one so basically just if they're, if you're bringing them concerns to try and talk with them and say, I think this is a problem, we need to address it and try to fix this, and then they go off on a tangent and say, basically, like, what you're saying to them is not what actually happened, this isn't, like, it's not like, true, you're, the way you're looking at this is, like, crazy, and, like, they basically make you question your perception of reality, and then you start to wonder, am I, like, am I the one that's seeing this completely wrong and then like this completely is not an issue and obviously like some self-reflection is good because maybe they do bring up like a different angle that you like weren't looking at things through before and so you're like okay I can kind of see like xyz but like if you're being gaslit 
you got to watch out for yourself. Like, take a step back, and if you're still like, no, I'm pretty sure, like, that whatever I'm thinking and feeling is still, still holds up, then, like, you're probably fine and, like, in the right. Um, last thing I had related to, like, things that I had written down for what to look out for, but just, like, if you're with someone and they always make you feel like you can't do anything right, that would be, like, you gotta go. Yeah, I guess one of the only other things I had, like, in the section was, like, how do you quote-unquote solve these problems and I'm honestly only had two things which was like one thing I saw was kind of more like familial related and if like the if you have toxic family members like I always think like cutting them off from your life like is something you can do but if it's not to that extent one of the other suggestions was just to kind of like you can be physically present but like kind of detach yourself emotionally which doesn't Mm -hmm. sound very fulfilling but if it's if you're still in a situation where like okay, I'm still going to go to these family gatherings or get-togethers, like, like, every once in a while. I have more family stuff to, like, get into after this, but did you have anything, like, with, you said, like, another option for... The only other one was, like, the cut them out of your life. Yeah. I feel like, because I wrote down stuff for, like, platonic stuff, romantic stuff, familial, toxic relationships. If it's romantic, you gotta get out. Like, you have no rhyme or reason to be with someone. You can't change that person. Yeah. I agree. And some people probably say, no, like, we started off in the bad, and then, like, people can change. If you want to try therapy, go for it. You know, teach their own, but, like, I'm just, if it's that bad, I would just leave. Um, We can get into family ones, though, since we kind of started getting into that. I think toxic relationships within either a specific family member or, like, with, like, your, like, just whole family in general can be very tricky because it's not quite as easy to just like cut them out of your life if you wanted to one because you might be like literally living with them so that would be difficult or like they just might have like more financial hold over you where it's like oh like if you are like if you're gonna quote unquote come out of your life like then I'm gonna cut you out of like whatever like our health plan that you're on like you have to get out of our house I'm not paying for anything of yours and that can be obviously something like that like if you you're can't manage. going to college and your parents are paying for your education they have that like to hold over their like hold over your head and so I think when it comes to family Megan's thing that she said is like honestly one of the best things you can do where it's like you're physically there but you're emotionally detached or if you don't like live with them I mean you could do this if you live with them too but trying to like reduce the amount of like time that you're actually like with them or like I feel like a lot of times for families there's certain topics that like trigger things to like go south and like not be good so like avoiding those at all costs and anytime you think something's even like about to switch to a different direction like change the subject yeah I also had that written down where it's like if you know there's certain things that you might bring up that like that can increase the tension within like you and whoever is like the toxic person in your in your life just like trying your best to like keep things pretty surface level like or as surface level as possible so that, like, it's almost like you're trying to interact with, like, a stranger and, like, how's the weather today? Like, you know what I mean? It makes it it makes it livable. Because, like, I mean, how would you, like, go about stuff if you, like, wanted to, like, mend the relationship, though? Like, let's say that's, like, what their goal is. Because obviously it's a family member, and so it's, like, you know, in probably an ideal scenario. You have to want, like, both people have to be ready to go into the conversation with an open mind. Because if you're planning on... If you're wanting to work on the relationship, but the other person is still like, I'm completely in the right and there's nothing you can say or do that's going to make me change my mind, like, I just feel like 
the tension is going to get heightened again if you try and like walk down that path and then you're going to be like this is why I want to leave this is why this person's toxic like you're just going to like reinforce those ideas so I don't think that's going to help you mend anything so I think that first you need to figure out like does this relationship that we have with each other like matter enough to you where we can try and work through this I think both people also probably have to recognize that like the relationship is not the best like they don't both necessarily have to identify it as toxic but like let's say it's like a kid and like their mom or something if you are thinking like uh like my relationship with my mom is not good and then you're like go and talk to your mom and be like do you think like our relationship like needs to be worked on if like the mom has to be able to recognize that and agree that it needs to be worked on in order to for you to actually like come up with a plan to then execute and like actually hopefully mend the relationship you could try therapy with that too so but like i think if one person's like oh like no it's like all you like you're the problem that would be difficult to try and mend because then they're like well i'm not changing anything you figure out your stuff and then come back to me and like maybe we can you know work things and you're like well i think it's if not you it's both of us because it's a two-way street in these things is that like everyone's going to think that they're in the right and that the other person's in the wrong Mm -hmm. so tough tough out there um friendships the platonic kind of relationships that can be toxic and we've done like advice episodes too i think where some of you guys will say like how do i like i have this friend or this friend group that is toxic like what do i do i think there's two things you could potentially do i mean it's like black and white you either leave or you stay um i think with friendship you have to identify what it is like is it the person that's specifically toxic because if a person is toxic like I think you should just like remove them from your life like if there's just no saving grace about them but if it's like a person or a friend group where they do certain things and they have behaviors that are toxic I think that has the potential to be fixed but you have to identify those behaviors and then you have to communicate with that person or with that group like why you dislike those behaviors and like honestly maybe they'd say you know I don't really care if you dislike that behavior like it's like who I am and like what I want to do and so that's I'm going to do for you to say okay well then I'm going to remove myself from the situation but maybe if you like talk to them about these behaviors and they're like oh I didn't even see like how that could come across as being like like toxic in nature like whatever description you want to use to describe like if they like gossip way more than you're comfortable with of like oh like they talk about like other people in our class like all the time like they talk about someone like another friend in a group and I don't like that they do that like maybe they grew up in a like house or with like other friends that like it was just normal to talk about everyone else in your life and you're like I just don't really like that trait and like if you talk to them about that then they'd probably be like oh I can see like how that's not like a good look so I'll work on it and you can hopefully like then just like remind them like whenever they start doing that behavior like oh hey like you're you're doing that thing again and then if they want to like actually change they can say okay I'm gonna stop doing that but then also, I had another thought for, like, platonic relationships and stuff. It's different, I think, if you have a friend group versus just a singular friend. I think the singular friend thing works with, like, whatever I was just talking about. A friend group, I will admit, could be harder to remove yourself one. from or, like, confront. Because you're like, I'm the only person that's, like, going in on this and everyone else is, like, going to be against me if they disagree with me. And so, one, if you want to leave a friend group... I would potentially try and identify another friend that you could, like, jump ship to. <laughs> or, like, if there's, like, a friend in your group, even who's, like, oh, like, I think, like, this person and I, like, within the friend group is, like, probably, like, 
on the same page with this stuff like maybe you can both just like make your joint exit but yeah otherwise finding a new friend to be like oh like this person has like the same values I do and I don't think like they'd be as toxic for me like then at least it would be easier to leave your current friend group if you have another friend already yeah I don't have anything else on relationships so if you have anything else you wanted to say let it be known I don't think so I think that was all okay what all did you have still well I have like I wrote down stuff like for toxic environments and like workplace and school and stuff but I didn't like I have a couple things like really anything down workplace related okay so I have toxic positivity next and it's kind of a it's not super long so I'll go through this um I didn't write a lot down because I just thought more so we could talk about like what toxic positivity is like in our opinion and then I have Mm -hmm. like one semi-specific example that like I don't know if it completely fits but it's what I thought of when I was trying to think of like an example for toxic positivity so in my opinion toxic positivity is when you come across people that are like almost positive to a fault where it seems like they're genuinely like disconnected from reality mm-hmm. and that anything bad like can everything happen. is rainbows and butterflies if you're down in the dumps like it's your perspective that's the issue you gotta switch things around from that front upside down and look at things differently and everything will be okay and yeah smiley and happy and i feel like it's great to have a positive attitude i'm in no way shape it's or like form very subtle difference. it's just like you can almost immediately tell by like in the way that someone's being positive whether or not like it's overboard or if it's just normal or like sometimes maybe this is like more of a me issue than like the actual person but if someone's like so nice or just like happy-go-lucky all the time i'm just like oh my god like, like are you even you, a real person like your personality like, and like your emotions ebb and flow and so as a person that should ebb and flow as well you can't just like always be happy all the time and honestly, like, maybe someone's listening and they're like, I'm happy all the time. And I'm like, good for you. But I just don't see it. Like, I even, I've already mentioned, like, I'm an even, like, tone person, like, with any emotion that I tend to have. And so when someone's, like, super just, like, smiley, happy, whatever, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it seems exhausting. Yeah, it does. Um, but just, like, going back to what I was saying about, like, a subtle difference between like just having a generally like positive attitude mindset I feel like it's one thing to try and like look for the good and everything like try and find the silver lining situations but that's not negating the fact that like uh, the situation sucks or like this isn't like I would love if this wasn't happening to me right now and like it sucks that I have to deal with this but being like oh well like at least you know even though this happened like maybe the other thing like wouldn't have happened that was like good in my life like looking for the small silver linings doesn't negate the fact that it happened but like if you're and that toxic positivity mindset of just like, oh, like, don't worry about it. Like, it's no big deal. Like, or, like it's not so bad, is it? Like, I feel like it doesn't it, allow you to do any sort of reflection on, like, why a negative experience happened. Like, what you can learn from it. And I feel like it's just kind of like a move on, like, to the next happy thing we go. Mm-hmm. And it's like you gain a lot, like you said, from, like, if it's grief, if it's sadness, if it's just, like, you're just not in the best headspace. Like, you have to experience those moments and like it's okay to just like feel those things and like sit with it for however long you need to before you're like okay I think I'm ready to like you know get myself back up and like out there and move on but if you just ignore those things to be like oh gotta be happy then one I feel like you're gonna burn yourself out in one way shape or form just like with you not being able to fully process your emotions and also I just feel like it honestly if you're like more of like a toxic 
positivity kind of person, it makes you like less relatable and it makes you not good with like communicating with people who are like going through sad times or hard times because then you're like, what do I say to them? Yeah, that would be especially like prevalent in like healthcare when like not everything is good news. Like there's, it would be in any like business environment, I guess. But like if someone's family member just passed away, like you better be able to turn down your positivity and like be realistic with the setting that you're in yeah like be in that moment recognize the emotions that are going on and like not try and turn it into something that's like oh well at least like you're out of pain they're in a better better place place. like it's okay to say those things but you have to recognize like where they're at and like yeah this is going to be hard and like something i have to deal with and you don't have to like brighten the mood right away it's okay to just like sit in the sadness and feel that okay so the specific example I think that we've talked about this a little bit before, not on the podcast, I don't think. So you can jump in if you remember. I tried to like be as specific as possible, but I don't know if I did a great job. And I feel like, I don't know if this example necessarily fits like positivity as like the primary emotion, but like the disconnect from reality, it was more like the thing that I thought related to this. So last year when we were at the airport coming back from Florida, there was a family sitting across from us. It was a fairly youngish couple and they had like two to three kids and I just noticed that the way that they converse both like with each other the parents to each other and then with their kids was do you remember what I'm talking about yeah it was not inherently bad which positivity isn't bad so I felt felt like it kind of related but I felt like they were communicating if you were given a book on like this is how you should communicate with someone to avoid any conflict you know how when you're younger you learn that you should say I feel blank when you blank, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the ideal way you communicate. That's how this couple was communicating both with each other, with their kids, constantly being like very patient. No, I know when you're listening to this, this probably sounds so dumb, but I felt like it made it seem like they weren't like in a five year long marriage, like with their kids could just like talk to each other and be chill and like not worry about stepping over toes. It seemed like they were just being like so precise with like how they language. were communicating which probably does allow them to not have conflict but I just felt like maybe it didn't seem like they had any sense of personality whatsoever maybe if we take a deeper dive this is just me coming up with like a fake backstory for themselves maybe they had marital issues they've gone to therapy and their therapist was like you need to work on like these being like really intentional with your communication work on these I statements and maybe they were trying that out maybe I was just like awestruck when I was like See, Megan, you, like, told me about this. I don't remember, like, I know the family you're talking about, but I didn't, like, remember, like, listening to them or anything. Because I was kind of, like, this is simultaneously, like, good, because I think they're Like, some people are probably watching, being like, this is a green flag. But I also was, like, like, their personality's, like, nowhere here. I don't know. there's not really, like, personality-filled family. (laughs) So, does it fit? I don't know, but it's what I thought of, so. It's kind of funny, because it brings up the, like, interesting idea of, like, what we just talked about, like being in one like in some cases like this is like the ideal representation of like what communication should look like but then you're also like but like where's the human emotion where's the human aspect to the communication or like you said I feel like when you're either family members or like friends with someone or in a relationship with someone long enough I feel like you should be able to speak pretty openly and pretty freely without worrying about being misunderstood about this like there was so much restraint is what it looked like from my perspective is that what they felt I don't know but I think that being able to just, like, talk pretty freely 
knowing that you understand each other well kind of allows you to avoid having to make such or specific like, communicating I know people statements. like in my life so it's like they'll like qualify like everything that they say with like I do that I feel like I do that too sometimes but I, t- I don't think I do that with people that I'm like really comfortable with like with you I don't feel like I have to qualify yeah. what I'm saying unless it like comes off really badly and I'm like oh that's not what I meant you know but like when I'm around family or friends I don't typically think I feel the need to qualify a bunch of statements and I feel like just sometimes you like notice someone like qualifying something when it's like I feel like the people around you should like know you well enough to like know either a that wasn't your intention like what you said even like even if it came off like sounding wrong or like maybe they're just overthinking of like oh like I don't want to be like misconstrued in any way she performs so I'm just going to like uh nip it in the bud before it gets too bad but yeah that's interesting the ability to communicate openly with people in your life okay that was all i had for toxic positivity so now i feel like we can work into the toxic productivity which also i think would stem into school and our workplace stuff that you have yeah. so i don't know if you want me to start i have a definition so that could probably be like okay a place let's to start. start there so toxic productivity um some of this stuff was from an article that i did not list apparently but anyways <laughs> Their definition um, that I then kind of made my own was an unhealthy desire to be productive at all times at the expense of other important things that are in your life. I feel like sometimes I'm like relating to this, relating this to us because I think in some ways people come to our YouTube channel as like a beacon of productivity and I always hope that it never comes across like that we're like promoting so much productivity on our channel that it's toxic because one, Megan and I don't, like, do anything, like, for a show on our channel. Like, we don't just, like, say, oh, I'm studying for five hours and then, like, not actually do what we're doing. So, like, what we are doing on our channel, whether it's, like, studying, YouTube stuff, podcast stuff, whatever, that's always true and it's, like, an accurate representation of our life. But I recognize that, like, what I do is not what, like, everyone needs to do, you know? I also feel like we're pretty open. Like, I know when I was just editing the vlog that just got posted I also was like Sierra just took a nap and I was like on TikTok for an hour so yeah I feel like we're also pretty open with like we don't try it's not like my intention to like try and come off as like a beacon of productivity and be like look at all the things that I did today like I just I do my day and I show it and whether or not it was productive or not like it kind of just whether or not that inspires you or not that's not what it's I just wanted to like front load that being like it's great if you do feel inspired, like, to be like, oh, like, I watched this vlog and, like, now I feel motivated to, like, study or work out or whatever. I love that for you. But no, that's not, like, our intention to be, like, motivating you guys to, like, get you through your day. Like, we just are sharing our lives. So if you, like, watch it and you're like, I feel bad about myself, don't do that. Just live your life. Yeah. Um, something else from, like, that article that I found from the stuff on, there was a psychologist. Her name's Catherine Esker. And so she kind of mentioned this idea of, like, when the pandemic first started, all of a sudden we were all like in our houses for a lot of our days and you had a lot more time on your hands. So then a lot of people kind of questioned like, okay, I have all this extra time on my hands. Do I do something with this? Do I like use this opportunity to like out, better myself start a new business? or yeah, like anything like that? Or there's that. other like people the the pandemic. that are like, do I just do nothing? Relax. Like I don't even know what to do. I can't do anything. I'm stuck at home. It's funny because I feel like going back to like that mindset, you know, March, April 2020 when it's like I feel like people fell into like one of two boats they either were like there's a pandemic going on I don't want to do anything and like no nothing should be expected of yeah like we're in unprecedented times I hate when people say that I know but or there's another boat of people being like oh my god like this is my time to like reinvent myself better myself I have so much time and both are equally valid 
for like whatever reason if you fell into one boat or another but i think that definitely people who ended up like not doing anything were like looking at the people being like productive and stuff saying like oh like should i have ended up there i think a lot of it too just depends on like a headspace that you're in at any given time i think people switch back and forth between being productive and then being lazier like at different points in your like life because you can't always be one because you usually get tired of one and then you decide like oh i'm gonna do a little more or do a little less depending on how Mm -hmm. i'm feeling um something else that this article just mentioned too is like obviously like we live in the u.s so working hard is glamorized and we have like the american dream where like you work hard you earn what you get all work no play achieve your dreams and things like that and how like in like when we in times of crisis it was like during world war ii like people stepped up to the plate like they industrialized they made things happen and then now like in a pandemic situation where like you're in another crisis like some people like that's the automatic thing to go to is like we all gotta step in we're gonna put it on the work we're gonna get things done and that's just kind of like how our society works and it preys on people who like want that sense of belonging or like that sense of importance to be like oh look like be part of this like bigger picture initiative when it's like especially if it's like a business or like work related it, they don't care about you like that much like they're trying to motivate too, you where i'm like it's a little it's coming down in a little bit and we can kind of touch on it now too but it's like i think that society has begun begin that's a good has word. began to shift like i think a lot of people used to say i'm gonna graduate college i'm going into this career field i found this company i want to work with this company and stay loyal to this company yeah there's retire. a lot of promotion of like loyalty to a company and like that company has no loyalty to you whatsoever and i think that people i think it's not what's the word i'm looking for it doesn't make a lot of sense to like pledge your loyalty to a company that like could easily replace you mm-hmm. and like or like base your decisions or even your schedule your time so many things like about your life like being like oh like the company's been good to me like they give me good benefits so i'm gonna like go in later than i need to stay later than i need to go in later than i need to go earlier. in earlier than i need to stay later than i need to like giving a lot of yourself away and your time away to this company which like again if you like quit died whatever like left the company they'd find a replacement for you in two seconds and like they'd be moving on one because i think we're about to like fully shift into this so like just one last thing it was like uh, going back to like the pandemic and stuff related to whether you were like motivated or not there's like one tweet that the article mentioned specifically and this was t- tweeted like april 2nd 2020 and this guy tweeted if you don't come out of this quarantine with either a new skill starting what you've been putting off like a new business or more knowledge then you didn't ever lack the time you lacked the discipline so i wanted to know your thoughts on that take i think like the take itself makes sense because obviously it's like a common excuse for not doing these things is like oh i didn't have the time and a lot of people gained time not everyone gained time during the pandemic some people like healthcare workers were uh overrun but whatever um but like the people who had to work from home and stuff obviously like gained time in some sense but also if there's a start of a pandemic your mindset and like your mental health and stuff might not be at peak performance for you to start this new skill or like maybe you have other things that you're worried about now that you're in the middle of pandemic of like what's my family doing like how's my job like you know transitioning from like in person to online like your finances you could be worried about that like it's just there's other aspects that like are at play besides time Mm -hmm. i agree and he is probably for me a very 
privileged position to be able to say, oh, I got so much time. I didn't have to worry about my finances or anything else during the pandemic that like, now that I've got time, what do I want to do with it? Do I want to like learn how to play guitar? So it also comes from a place of privilege, in my opinion. All right. Now we can shift back towards like workplace, workplace environment, working for the same companies. I feel like we touched a lot of like what I wanted to get into with like work toxicity I'm just, like, of the mindset. Obviously, I don't want to negate, like, being a hard worker. I think there's a fine line. I wrote this down. You know, there's a fine line between being good at your job, putting in a good amount of effort in order to... wanting to build a career for yourself. Hopefully, like, bonuses maybe are at, like, play or raises. Like, you want to be good at your job so that those opportunities can present themselves. But, like, there are also times where you do go above and beyond and you're not getting a reward for it. And then you're kind of just working yourself for nothing and you're not being compensated for it and maybe you're just doing it out of the good of your heart but I think that people need to start recognizing that their time is money and that they should be compensated for it I think that it's you need to have a really important like mindset of when it comes to your job are you doing things for your work or are you doing things for your career because your career is yours and your job that you do for your company is like what they get out of it you know so I think that If you are doing things that can advance your career, then yeah, like you can be doing that for yourself. But if you're doing like what Megan was saying, where it's like, oh, like you're staying later for like this project that's like not that meaningful to you and not doing anything for your career, then it's like, why not? Like, unless you are getting paid, then like, you know, if you want the extra money, go for it. I don't really care. But if you're like doing things that are unnecessary, like for what you're getting paid and you're not gaining anything from it, then it's like, that is for your company. And like, I don't think boundaries, that's when you start saying, it's time for me to go home. I'm clocking out. But if you got, like, this presentation and you're, like, if this presentation goes well, like, I could get a promotion, like, whatever, then, like, that's for your career and, like, that can help and benefit you. So, like, if you wanted to, dev- wanted to devote time to that, then it's, like, okay, I get that. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the last few things I had, too, I guess, was something we already kind of touched on earlier, but just the idea that older generations have that, like, loyalty to a company and they're going to, like, I think a lot of people think it's best to, like, stick with the company if you have a bunch of different places on your stick resume, like, it doesn't look good. And I think that it's shifting to be less and less like that, and it's starting to be so much more common to, like, sh- like switch your job every couple years or, like, every five years. And I think that, honestly, it's good because people can avoid burnout because they're doing something different and they're switching it up. They are probably able to increase their salary faster than if they stay at a company because that's just like what i'd have tended to Didn't see you say you like saw something where it's like the best way to increase your salary is to switch jobs or something technically my main source i'm like quoting megan quoting technically my main source is tiktok but it's like people sharing their actual experiences we can only like take their word for it but like saying when i'm going and like seeking out another job i'm asking for like a specific salary or increase and then like they either give it to you or they don't or i think i've seen some tiktoks where it's like they so, like, they are, like, interviewing somewhere or something, and, like, they get a job offer with, like, this certain salary, and then they take it back to their company and say, this new company is going to, like, offer me this. If I switch to them, like, are you going to raise my salary to this? If not, I'm going to leave. I just think people kind of need to take, like, more ownership of, like, their own salary and, like, see what they're actually worth. And if someone's willing to pay you what you think you deserve versus just, like, sticking with a company because you're loyal to them, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And so I have always been of the mindset of like do what's best for you go to a company that's going to work with you and care about you and if you feel like that's starting to change then like go somewhere else 
I agree. And then it probably also helps your salary out. So, win-win. <laughs> okay. Next, I've got toxic masculinity and then... I love toxic talking about, talking about femininity. Toxic masculinity? It's an interesting topic for sure. Maybe... So, like, you don't have specific stuff, just... No. But I love that topic. <laughs> I'm actually sad that I didn't think about uh, writing this down and, like, prepping stuff for it. First, I think, let's talk about... Do you have a definition or should I say my... Well, I have... Um, let's have you actually say your thing first and then I'll say what I, I have written down. This might not sound very good, but this is just off the top of my head. When I think of toxic masculinity, I think of men doing things that are seen as masculine only for the sake of like doing them to to fulfill some sort of role and not necessarily because they want to or have to but just because the patriarchy sets it up in that way of like uh men do this like i gotta do this and then they like belittle other men or women if like they are told like oh you don't have to do that that kind of thing i don't know um so what i thought was interesting when i looked up just talk toxic masculinity in general was like the there was a good number of like just searching that term i found like a decent number of like health promotion or health related websites kind of talking about it in like terms of from a health perspective and like with health outcomes um so then i said that like the world health organization has even recognized like toxic masculinity and so it says this was from the article in 2000 the world health organization acknowledged acknowledged the need to pay greater attention to the shorter life expectancy of men and identified a lack of understanding of the role of masculinity in shaping men's expectations and behaviors as a primary causative factor for the health disparity between men and women. And it was talking about how their risk-taking behaviors and lack of seeking help um, when they need it were some of the reasons that contribute to negative health outcomes. Mm, we know that, that makes sense. suicide rates are a lot higher in men compared to women. Often we also know they just be, don't go to the doctors like when they're in pain because they're like, oh, that's like, I'm not yeah. weak. So just things like that, I thought it was really interesting to see this from like more of a health perspective because yeah. I think that it validates how important it is to address this stuff because not it's just emotionally, but like it's to help men. It's not to say men are bad or men are horrible people. That's what I think the misconception is when like people who hate the phrase toxic masculinity think that people call things that are inherently deemed masculine to be bad. And that's not quite the angle that people try and approach it from in my experience i think that like what's something that is a good example do you have any i can read before this. i try and yeah. like come up with my own so here's like a list of traits of toxic or unhealthy masculinity and it says it can include unconditional physical toughness physical aggression or fear of emotions um hyper independence anti-feminist behavior sexual aggression or violence I saw something else too because then like I started going down this rabbit hole that I didn't fully like dig into so I don't have a lot for this but it was like I was trying to look up like the relationship between toxic masculinity and like alpha males or if they're like is any difference or if they're the same or not and it was mostly like I found something explaining like how the term alpha male came about and I don't know if that's relevant to this or not. (laughs) I don't know if it is but we'll tuck that in our back pocket (laughs) for later. I think that a good distinction that needs to be made with like masculinity versus toxic masculinity is like the reason behind doing certain behaviors if like there are guys i think the guys who toxic masculinity affects the most is like are the men who are like aren't necessarily like the most like masculine they're like i don't want to do like you know i don't like don't work out i don't have like this big like buff body and like they feel insecure because they don't reach like that like quote unquote like masculine ideal 
And so I think that's where it's like toxic masculinity is like a guy doesn't have to be this big like macho man to be a man. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I saw too was mainly saying that a lot of what it comes down to is just like how men are socialized. And it's like women and men are both socialized. Like we're, we are in a society. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> um, and so you take in how you're raised and like what your family and friends are doing and the media that you're like consuming. Like the norms that you're told. And, and like the gender roles you start that you to figure see. out this is normal, this is not normal. Or like this men is what boys do, this, do, this yeah. is what girls do. And so a lot of times like men are socialized to like the only emotion that they can express is like anger and so like that leads to violence and then like any other emotion it's like they don't know how to express that because it's just not shown typically which is why I think obviously this has been shifting and more and more people are trying to say like it's okay to express your emotions and like seek help when you need it trying to like change how society views men expressing their emotions because clearly it has not been prevalent for a very long time so I think that things are changing but obviously slowly yeah it's about removing the stigma that like men may feel when it comes to expressing different emotions reaching out because then if like someone starts doing that like if a guy starts doing that and another guy's like don't do that dude like you look weak you look dumb like don't do that that's like the toxic masculinity where it's like shoot they're like should i not be doing that like i'm gonna like retreat back into my bubble and like not do that again if you have anything else let me know otherwise i'll go into what i found for toxic femininity you can go into that Okay, so what I will say as a precursor to this was, like, again, I didn't, I'd never specifically heard of anyone using this term, so I was just looking it up on my own because I was curious if it was a phrase that people had mentioned, and it was. So I will tell you guys what I found, but I also was kind of, when I was reading it, in a way, I was like, is this what men feel when they, like, read about toxic masculinity? Because it kind of was, like, striking me in a weird way. So. Okay. I'm curious. We'll see. So I was expecting, was, honestly, like, we'll see what you say. But, like, when you brought that up, I was like, oh, is this, like, people talking about, like, modern-day feminism or something? Because everyone hates modern-day feminism. It actually like, on TikTok really and wasn't. Stuff. Actually, how about you guess, like, oh. what is toxic femininity? Everyone that, like, can try and listen. That was my guess. guess. I thought it was going to be people talking about, like, oh, like, we need feminism, yeah, but, like, the modern-day feminism, we do not need. Because, like, I don't even know, like, what they bring up to, like, talk about modern-day feminism. But they're like, you're not, like, fighting for your right to vote, so, like, we don't care anymore. That's mostly, like, toxic masculinity, like, just beating up feminism, but that was my guess. So, this is the definition. I thought it was, like, made by, like, men. That's all. No. They honestly kind of, like, toxic masculinity and toxic femininity both are as a result of just, like, society. Sure. (laughs) So, the definition is women expressing stereotypically feminine traits such as passivity, empathy, sensuality, patience, tenderness, and receptivity, which results in individuals ignoring their mental or physical needs to sustain those around them. Toxic femininity is when one or more one works to the benefit of others but to the detriment of themselves. It can appear as forms of depression, exhaustion, or wildly illogical solutions to complex problems. I think I get that. So it's kind of like as it like result, the you're being so nurturing and like taking care of others that you don't take care of yourself. That's how that's, I took it. Yeah. And so in my mind, when I read that, I was like, okay, this honestly goes directly with kind of like the toxic masculinity definition yeah. of like they're both The roles that you're expected to fulfill time. within society 
do not fulfill you. And so you're not taking care of yourself. But then the part that rubbed me the wrong way was this article included, here's a partial but telling list of toxic femininity traits. And I don't view some of these as being particularly toxic. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, this first one, I don't agree with. So like it is, this isn't like an example of one. There's one specifically where I'm like, what? A woman won't let herself eat anything but a salad while on a date. Which I, I also dislike that. When you feel like, if you want to eat the salad, eat the salad. But if you're doing it because you're like, oh, like, I don't want to think that, like, you know, I don't want to, like, look gross or whatever. Like, or just, I want to keep it a light meal. Don't eat the salad. Eat whatever you want. This one, I didn't know what it meant. Every sweater in a woman's closet is thinner and frailer than any in a man's possession. Is that... I was starting to get really confused when reading this. Like, mm. these are toxic femininity traits, so... Is that saying, like, we don't give ourselves the warmth we deserve? I don't know. I have some pretty thick sweaters, so right? I disagree with I that. do, too. Um, when a parent insists on piercing the ears of a moments-old okay. girl, no, baby, I hate, to ensure she I have looks a lot of ornamented and this. sufficiently pretty. I have thoughts about this, because you guys might know, Megan and I do not have our ears pierced, and a lot of people ask us why we don't have our ears pierced. And it's like, because I don't want to. And my parents never forced me to. Could you, like, it honestly blows my mind that parents will get their baby's ears pierced. Because one, why does a baby need his ears pierced? Like, that looks, that's strange to me. Like, I just, if any of my children are born, I'm not going to pierce their ears for them. Because I'm be like, what if they don't want their ears pierced? And I remember we had one comment one time when it was, like, on YouTube or something. And I think someone was, like, asking, like, why don't you have your ears pierced? And then... Like, I think someone responded to them, like, because they don't want to or whatever. I don't know. And then they responded to me, like, oh, like, I just, like, my ears, like, my parents pierced my ears when I was a baby. So, like, I just, like, thought that was, like, normal. And I don't know. I just, I think it's so bizarre to, like, force a baby. Like, they haven't made that to, decision. <laughs> yeah. And, like, for what? To, like, be a pretty baby? Like, all babies are cute. So, I'm lying. I don't think all babies are cute. But the sentiment is there. <laughs> okay. This was the one that I thought was particularly odd having a lengthy and complicated nightly facial care routine is essential mm, have you you haven't can seen it not just be like healthy for your skin have you seen you haven't seen marvelous miss Maisel? no right? and there's a i don't i haven't watched the whole show i've seen like a couple episodes but like in the first episode and it takes place in like it's set in like the 60s or something i don't remember but like a time when it's like set further back than now obviously and so like women were expected to like look you know good at all times and like one of the scenes was like her setting her arm to get up at like i swear like 5 a.m or something like without waking her husband up she like went to the bathroom and like did her makeup did her hair like did all that stuff and like comes back to bed like right as like his alarm goes off and then like he turns over he's like oh you look so beautiful like i've heard of people doing that even like now like there's some like is that what it's referring to where it's like a woman feels the need to look a certain way for someone's like gaze it could be referring to that but i also feel like there's a lot of women maybe it's the society still maybe the only reason we feel this way is because of society but then we like we start getting on like the verge of me being like maybe people just want to do want to do that isn't everything that we want to do in some way shape or form controlled by like society though we can't escape at all when you so, live in a society you can't escape the fact that you live in a society and you participate in it <laughs> And then the last one was if buying a gift for a woman, they reach for something soft, sweet, and non-threatening. I don't know what that says, but that just made me think of something. 
Have you been on TikTok and seen the phrase weaponized incompetence or weaponized ignorance? Not particularly. I think that's what it was. But I actually was like, oh wait, hold on. Have you talked to me about this before? Maybe. I don't know. Because now I'm like. <laughs> it's basically just saying like, wait, why I know do what you're saying. It's like when guys. When get a free pass. Yeah. For not knowing how to do things. Like and not like, knowing how to like load the dishwasher or like or like not being expected to like buy presents or like wrap presents or like because it's like oh i don't know how it's like i didn't know how to either and then i learned so you learn i was like that's interesting but like we arguably could we say the same thing about women i would have weaponized incompetence when it comes to mowing the lawn because i'd be like ah my dad does that i don't do that yeah they can go both ways. But I would, I'd be willing to learn. Here, I'm, there's also a, this is a good point to also bring up the fact that, like, oftentimes men and women have, like, roles that we would say, like, okay, typically men do this, typically women do this. And I don't think it's particularly bad to also just, like, stick with those roles if that's what both people decide. Like, that's what I'd mm-hmm. rather do. And could it be because of gender roles in society? Sure. But also, we're too far gone to, like, just erase that from our minds. Like, and, like for example, when I'm married and living with my significant other and we're in a house if he wants to do the mowing the yard and the outside stuff I will probably say I'd rather do the laundry and the dishes and like hopefully it'd be an even like split of what we're doing but like you're each going to have a preference so like figure that amongst that's what I think is like my ideal make it work with like the workload should be even like you know I don't agree with like you know the way far back passwords like the woman does everything at home and the man does everything at work I think I envision a life where it's like equal workload of like he's got a job I've got a job we're both doing that thing we both have equal run of the house equal run of taking care of the kids like you'll see people on TikTok where it's like ah it's dad babysitting today and it's like no dad's watching the kids today because it's they're his kids too you know or like you know if your kids are sick like there should be like an kind of even responsibility of like who's taking off work today maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be like maybe well I guess you you probably both get pto so it doesn't really matter like from a financial perspective i wouldn't think i was gonna say like if one makes more and you'd rather be like a you going to work i actually saw a tiktok recently or like this um dad was like oh daughter's sick like who's gonna stay home the mom who like has this job or like me who has this job and like his job was the worst paying job and so he stayed home so yeah don't you get paid time off (laughs) i he, he might have, like, worked as, like, a farmer at home, so, like, I don't know if he, like, actually, like, could have worked that day. That's kind of all I have. I think that was a... We honestly kind of... Good little conversation to end on. Yeah. Talked a lot about... More about, like, gender roles and stuff than I had anticipated, but... It was good. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, you can like, subscribe, any recent podcasts, and... Rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. And you can follow us on our Instagram. It is at according to. And also our personal Instagram handles are in the episode description. But they're also just linked in the bio of the according to Instagram. If you want to find us that way. Um, feel free to continue this discussion or share your own thoughts um, on the Instagram post that we'll post for this episode. We will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.